You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Single Fathers Today. I'm your host, Mark Hill. This podcast is geared towards single dads out there that are just received custody of their kids, awarded custody, uh, is going through the divorce process, and they're trying to figure out what needs to be done, what are the current steps, uh, how to go forward being a single dad and being the best person they can for their kids. If you have any questions or comments regarding the show, please send me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com. Or you can check out the Twitter feed at Single Fathers Today. Uh, to start this show off today, I have to clean up some uh, something that I forgot from my last show on perception. Uh, if you've listened to the show, uh, the last one for perception, uh, perception, I'd like to say thank you. I've received a lot of positive comments. On that show, um, there was one thing that I left out, and there was a comment that I made in the show um, stating that back in the day, I think I mentioned the comment related to my daughters that, um, you know, having being a single dad and having three girls, or better yet, just having three girls, period. Um, there is a show, and I think you guys can go ahead and pull it up. Um, it's on MTV2, it's uh, called Guy Code. And that's season two, episode four. You'll have to watch that show as it goes through. There is a portion of the show called Being a Player uh, on that particular segment. If you watch that segment, um, I can say that in the story that with my daughters, we happened to be watching the show one day. And when that particular segment came on, they just all got up and left and said, uh, yeah, dad, you know, you said that you was one way when you were younger and um, this show kind of pretty much denies it and blew it all out of the water. So a uh, little bit of maintenance from the last show. I thought about that um, when I was reviewing the show and I just said, I'll just come back and uh, hit you guys up and give you some information on that. So uh, now that's out the way. Uh, this week's show is going to basically do a flashback to the uh, to my earlier shows that pretty much discussed the process of going through a divorce, what you have to deal with um, going through the court system, dealing with your ex, dealing uh, with elements that was surrounding you at the time where elements of or individuals that during your let's call it your heyday. Everything was fine, but then when things kind of went south, the people that you thought was close to you kind of splintered off. Um, this time we're going to talk about, um, you know, attorneys will call it opposing counsel uh, or the opposing um, individual. Um, people will say it's your soon-to-be ex. I will say it is your former spouse's family. Um, as going as I was looking at this, 
and coming through an idea of exactly how to kind of frame this for some of you guys has been going through this because I know that all of you guys that have been through a divorce or are going through a divorce, you're experiencing this right now in some at some particular level. When you were dating that person before you got married to her, everything was fine. Everything was great. The families came together and everyone said, okay, if, you know, the old philosophy is, well, if you love that person, then we love that person too. We'll accept that person as family. We'll wrap our arms around them, so on and so forth. Once things went bad, that thing is broken. It's just, it's just broken. So now you have to deal with not only her attorney, not only her, but you're also going to be dealing with her family. Now, the normal rule is for the family, it should be stay out of the relationship because you don't know what really is going on between the spouse, the individual and the spouse. But you do have some individuals that don't see it that way. You do have individuals that will try to manipulate you uh, or manipulate the situation. Um, I spoke with a gentleman uh, that I've known for several years um, this week. Actually, I spoke to him a couple times this week. And we were talking about uh, about the show. And we were basically, I guess you want to say, comparing battle scars. You know, I talked about my divorce. He talked about his divorce and how things went back and forth. And the one thing that he mentioned to me that really stood out was when he went through his divorce, he was he told his family, you guys stay out of it, you know, and for the most part, that family respected it. They've talked they talked to him and expressed their concerns and opinions with him. But for the most part, they stayed out of it on the opposite side. Her family did not. Um, her family came up with all kinds of accusations, false accusations. Uh, in this day and age, we call that fake news. Uh, <laughs> so what happened with him was the person uh, she made up when everything kind of went south, she made up an accusation that he was abusive to her. Um, went out and and I'm assuming it came from the family that said this is what you need to do. So she went out and she got a, um, a well, basically amount to a bogus PPO against him. Um, and he said he said he was distraught about it. He didn't know what to do. And he had a good attorney. And basically, the attorney says if you didn't do it, go to court and fight it. Um, which he did. And when you go in, uh, you have to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row. And that was the one thing that my attorney had told me is make sure you have all your information there. Um, and I mentioned it earlier in one of my previous shows is that when you're going through this process, you have to write, take down notes of everything. If the kids, and this is one thing that he did, if the, the kids were scheduled to go with her and she doesn't show up, you make a note of that. Um, if they were supposed to go out somewhere and they didn't do it, you make a note of that. If you're supposed to come by and pick them up and she's not there or she's late in getting there, you make a note of it. 
if there's information where if the the home life wasn't um, that uh, cleanliness around or clean around the house where it was just basically went from a nice home to just uh, a rat's nest. If there's a way that you can document that with photos and information, you need to get a note of that or, or, you know, document that information. If you have friends that um, are kind of being neutral or they're kind of leaning more towards you, if you can get them to write a note or a letter verifying the conditions of the home um, to kind of put you in a much better position. And it can't be, it has to be well documented, something that they're willing to testify to. You need to talk to them and get that information as well. So you have that with you. Um, so you need, you need to have all those things in order. Now, when it comes to the, the exes or your former spouse or former mates, uh, family, what they will try and do is in their mind, you have some individuals that says we want what's best for the kids. And if they want what's best for the kids and everything comes out and it works out where they say, you know what? He's a better steward of the kids than she is more power to you. Congratulations. But as we all know, there are a lot of families whose idea is what can we do for us? And there's been more cases than I can count that, what they want to do is get the child support from you, get the alimony from you, and then keep the kids away from you and cause all kinds of issues and, and hassles and make up false accusations and innuendos against you. So what you have to do is make sure that you keep yourself in a certain mindset to say, you know what, um, you got to be above all that stuff. What I used to do and in my mind was always uh, I, I kind of made it look like I kind of put myself in a mind where I'm flying above the clouds and I can look down below the clouds and I can see the storm. I can see all the turmoil and everything that's going on below me. But I had to keep myself above all that mess and all that other stuff will just work its way out. And you will have individuals uh, like he had said, he had the people that he thought was good individuals, good family members, people who said that, hey, we'll be there for you. Uh, we want what's best for the kids. What they ended up doing was they tried to extort money out of him, saying that they took the kids away from him for a while. They said, well, if you want to see the kids, you're going to have to pay to get the kids transported back to you. When the referee had said no, you you know that she had to bring the kids back or you guys had to split the cost for the kids. And he was trying to be a good guy about it, but they tried to find ways to extort money out from him. Um, he mentioned another case where the family, because he was close with his kids, uh, the family tried to actually try to, they did call protective services, making a false accusations against protective, you know, to protective services about him. No documentation. It's just a simple phone call saying we think he's doing X. And when you do that with protective services in some places, in some states, they automatically have to go out and respond. Now, just just think about that for a second. Going through a divorce, 
is a difficult and stressful process to begin with. And I think that, in my opinion, when you get married to someone or you're engaged in or involved in a relationship with someone, it should be him and her. When that relationship no longer works and it has to be broken up, it should be between him and her. Your friends should not be involved in trying to manipulate situations. The families should not be involved in trying to manipulate the situation because they weren't involved when you two got together. You might have had a friend that said, hey, I'm going to introduce you to her and we'll see where it goes. Or the family may say, hey, I want to introduce you to this guy and see how it goes. But that's the extent of it. But when you're married and the marriage goes south, now you have all these different people that want to put their two cents in and manipulate the situation and say, this is what we need to do. Here's how we need to handle it when it should just be between the two attorneys. And then the you and then your mate or your spouse. So in this particular case, the family called protective services against him and their mindset was, as he explained it to me, when protective services got involved, they were figuring that they were going to take the kids from him because they were rotating custody. He had them for a week. She had them for a week and they figured, well, we can get them for us the whole time by saying this. Well, what they didn't realize was that once you start that ball rolling with protective services, you can't stop it. And what they did, you know, imagine, imagine yourself being a kid in school. You're already feeling bad because the family's going, your, your mother and father are going through a divorce. And then you have some person that you've never seen before in your life wants to talk to you and start making comments about, well, we heard that your dad was like this or your dad was trying to do this to you. Now imagine what's going through that kid's mind because they're already their head's already spinning. And if the kid is say in elementary school, they're really going to be spinning. They have no idea. And this is what like the guy told me he says, I can't believe they did that. So protective services went to an elementary school, a middle school, and a high school to interview the kids, and then they contact him and saying, we need to talk to you because this is what's going on. This is the accusation. We can't tell you who made this accusation against you, but this is what we heard. So you're already to a certain degree behind the eight ball. Now, the first thing you're going to do, and as I'm listening to the story, I'm getting mad. So when you think about it, what do you do? How do you handle that? Well, some guys, and again, in our guy mode, we just want to go off. You can't do that. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned to you, you have to make sure you document everything. And even the most mundane thing that you can think of, you have to document it. Even to the point of the kids took a bath at this time. I fed the kids at this time. They, you know, we had story time at this time. We did homework from this time to that time, because if you have everything documented like that, that is going to give you a leg up on them. And if they do something like that with the protective services or even worse, we'll give the, you know, uh, law enforcement authorities in saying you did this to your kids, so on and so forth. Now 
you have a way to back yourself up and say, no, 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 this is what's really happening. And what he what he did, he had his ducks in a row. So after the lady had interviewed the kids and then they interviewed him and the lady was like, she said, sir, you know, and the way he explained to me, he says, well, the lady basically told him we didn't believe it after we talked to the kids based off of what they gave us in a report. But we have a job to do. So they talked to him. He answered all the questions that they had. And then he said, one thing that I'm thinking the lady probably didn't know he was going to ask. She says, well, sir, do you have any questions for me? And he says, okay, now I'm going to tell you the real story. And or like Paul Harvey said, and now for the rest of the story, for those that remember Paul Harvey, um, he explained his side. Not only did he explain his side, he had documentation. Here's my logbook. Here's my journal of everything that's gone on during this time since we separated, filed for divorce, and was alternating week on, week off with the kids. Here's every single thing. In addition to that, here's photos that I was able to obtain that was time-stamped of the living conditions that my kids were living in when they were with her. Now, she didn't have any of that. All she had was her family calling in, trying to stir up mess. And with the family not realizing that you have the knowledge and you have the information to say, this is how I'm going to combat this. And it's not trying to be mean or spiteful or trying to go after the family or trying to hurt her. You're trying to protect yourself because as they say in that song, it's a thin line between love and hate. There's that time where it can easily go from a wonderful loving relationship to I hate you and I want to destroy you. And for you guys, the job is for you. Your main goal is to be there for your kids, to be a part of your kids' lives. And far too often, and it's even true to this day, that men, we still get the short end of the stick. The guys that really want to do right, really want to be there for the kids, really want to be the role model and the standout individual. You have in, you still have situations where people will try to manipulate or try to put you in a situation in a bad light. And for the ex, if they can get the child support, if they can get the alimony, and if they can sit there and just badmouth you any way possible, well, I hate him, I can't stand him, blah, 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 he ain't about this and he ain't about that. I know the best way to hurt him, and I'm sure one of you guys out there at least heard this statement. I know the best way to hurt him is to take the one thing he loves the most away, which is his kids. Again, that is what they'll say. The best way I can hurt him is to take away his kids. Now think about that. What type of person would do that? And yes, it is an emotion. It's a deeply emotional time going through a divorce. You've invested so much into it. But the thing is, when that when that bond is completely broken, the first thing you have to focus on are the kids. Because, again, if the kids 
the kids see and hear everything that goes on between the parents. And that's the the first thing the judge always tells you is that you cannot speak ill of the opposing person in front of the kids because the kids will see it, they will process it, and they will run with it. Like one person said, their mind is like a sponge. They absorb everything. And if they see that you guys are trying to be cordial and loving, uh, not loving, but cordial to each other, they can understand that. But if you're being hateful and spiteful, they will see that. And basically, they're wanting your kids to pick sides. And if you have external family members involved in it, they're going to want to pick sides. And then you have them go so far as to be manipulative and say, well, we're going to try and get, we're going to get little Susie and little Johnny into a counseling, you know, a child counseling. And then they'll try to manipulate what's been said in counseling to say that he's a bad dad. Whereas before all this stuff started, they're wearing, they're carrying a banner running around saying he's the best dad in the world, number one dad. So how did you go from number one dad to the worst dad alive? Someone's trying to manipulate something to see what they can get out of the whole process. And if your your former spouse or soon to be former spouse isn't isn't willing to do it or it doesn't have enough strength for it or whatever the case may be, or they go to their family, their family's gonna say, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. And they basically look at it as war. But when they look at it as war, they're looking at it from uh, a standpoint of just start spraying. You have to look at it from a military strategic point. And that first part is document, document, document. Because if you don't, you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to end up on the losing stick. And for me, talking to you guys out there, I think that the real dads, we've lost out for far too long. And now we need to come up and stand up and say, this is what we need to do. And documenting everything is basically your blueprint or your mapping out of your strategy. So it's been a while since I've given you guys one of these. Um, I am going to do, I was going to do a, um, uh, a recipe of Alabama chicken, but I think what I'm going to do is, um, give you guys one of my recipes I, I enjoy doing. Um, what I normally like to do, uh, like I, I did with my kids, uh, one of their favorite meals was when I would do uh, go with a seasoned um, pork chops. And what I would do is uh, get maybe uh, four to six pork chops. Um, you can either have them uh, boneless or uh, with the bone in. Uh, I think my kids prefer to having the bone in on them. And to make it real simple and easy, some of you guys may not like it. I really don't care. I'm a big Tony Satry's fan being from down south. So I would get my grill going, set my grill for about three, I'd say about 325, 350. Um, but Tony, I would get the uh, six chops, four to six chops. Um, I believe in rinsing them off first. Once you get them open, just get the the preservatives and stuff, just wash them off. 
put Tony Satry's uh, light amount. Uh, I have one one of my kids doesn't like spicy food. Another one, it depends on the day of the week. The other one is like bring it. So um, I kind of go with like a medium blend of covering it with Tony Satry's. And uh, I let it sit out. Once I have them seasoned, I kind of let it sit out maybe five, ten minutes. Kind of let that stuff kind of sit in a little bit, but not too much. And then I will go ahead and put it on the grill. Put it on the grill for roughly about five minutes per side, four or five minutes per side. Um, at that, at the 350 temp, between four to five minutes um, per side, it cooks it, but it's not overcooking it. So it's more like um, a medium well type. You may have some people that want to have it like a hockey puck, if that's the case, and just cook it a little bit longer. Um, it doesn't take that long to do uh, while that's cooking. One thing my kids used to love is, um, and again, please understand, this is not, um, you know, this isn't Martha Stewart cooking from scratch. You know, this is single dads trying to figure out their way with so much going on. Um, I would go out and get um, some, um, like a jambalaya, um, a box of jambalaya, and you kind of mix that up. And you can cook that maybe 15, 20 minutes and get that cooked up. Uh, And either that or what kid doesn't like macaroni and cheese, you can do the same thing with a macaroni and cheese and just read it off the box and go with that. Um, One thing my daughter also enjoyed was corn the cob on the grill. So I would get corn the cob, have it in the shuck, and don't remove it. Put it on the grill, maybe um, five, ten minutes. Take that off, perfect form, and then set it up. So, um, not a not a very in depth, uh, complicated type meal, but something simple. Get some pork chops, simple seasoning, Tony Satry's. That's my go to, and uh, cook it up and. Go with uh, some jambalaya or some mac and cheese and go with some corn on the cob, put it in the uh, grill to cook it with the pork chops, and you're done. And you can have that done within 45 minutes if you do it right. So that's your quick meal for the day. I know I used to give much more long, drawn-out ones. Uh, If you guys want a much more, something that's more um, unique, shoot me a message on um, at my email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com. Or at my Twitter feed at Single Fathers Today, and I can come with something a little bit more in depth. Uh, also, I will post. Uh, we're going back to the maintenance from this uh, from the beginning of the show. I will post the Guy Code Show to the Twitter page. I believe you can get it off of um, iTunes, or if you have um, MTV Two on your plan and or cable TV plan, and you can pull it up, or you can get it through the streaming. So. As we come to wrap up this show, just want to tell you again, gentlemen, document, document, document. That will save you every single time. I'm your host, Mark Hill, wishing you guys the best and keep fighting.